Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back with the Beach and Company of Sandy Beach. Uh, just a program note, the governor's press conference today will be at 1130, same time as yesterday. Now, our job here is to inform you, certainly not to scare you, and we do our best to explain our positions and the positions of other people, uh, but sometimes people only hear some part of the, what we're talking about, not all of it, and uh, therefore they jump to conclusions. I got an email it's not on my screen where I can read it, but I'll give you the paraphrase that I, I'm scaring his aunt because his aunt heard me just say that we had to be in our houses for six months to a year and a half. Now, I will explain exactly what that meant. She, she got it almost right, but not, not quite, okay? Just like, uh, yeah, you remember in, in school you'd have to diagram a sentence, okay? This is a subject, this is the predicate, and whatever, I'm going to diagram what I said. I said I was I was uh, watching uh, Andrew Cuomo's press conference. Okay, we all together on that one? Okay, fine. And that he said that some people are not going to wander out. It's not going to be a push-button deal. Some people are not going to wander out until a, vi- a vaccine has been found. Okay? We still okay with that? All right. And... Waiting for a vaccine to be found before you wander out could mean a year, a year and a half to six months. Six months to a year and a half. That would be at six to eighteen months before they predict the vaccine will be out and safe and ready to go. Therefore, you can go out before that. But if you're waiting for the vaccine, that is the time that they predict it will be out there and in the marketplace and working. Got it? So nobody's going to stop you from going outside the house, as best we know. It'll probably be the same as this until it finally starts to wind down. But if you believe that you're going to wait till a vaccine shows up, that could be six months to a year and a half. So that's the best way. I described it the best way I could. Uh, Tony, uh, Buzzy, do you think that's clear and precise, or do I have to go even further? I understood it. Yeah, well, that's good. And I'm sure Buzzy did, too. <laughs> I, I could tell from his laughing. So the question is, uh, I made a question out of it. If indeed you're going to be in the house for a little while longer uh, and then it finally abates, uh, what what would you do first? Okay, thank you for that. What would you do first? Would you go to church? Would you go to a Bills game? 
Go to a Sabres game? How about a concert? How about a restaurant? How about a theater? How about your hair? How about grocery shopping? Okay? So that's the question. And you can fill in any other thing. Those are just the general ones that I thought of. A secondary question we have today is dressing for work. Now, a lot of you are not working. I am working, believe it or not. This is actually work. I can't believe it. (laughs) And they pay me. Not much, but they pay me something. Anyway, uh, so the bottom line is, are you dressing as if you're going to work, even though you're going to be probably in the house uh, most of the time, maybe a short errand another time, but... Uh, I'm wearing I'm wearing sweats. Da 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 dum bump dum I'm wearing sweats, and I've been wearing sweats every single day that we've done this broadcast. It's totally comfortable. I'm not going to dress up for work because it's not work, and uh, that's uh, that's the bottom line. You guys, if you were home and not working, would you dress up like you were coming to work? Well, first of all, Jake from State Farm is wearing khakis. Just to yeah, let Jake you know. is wearing khakis yes. from State Farm. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I dress, I mean, the same way I do every day. Maybe I wear sweatpants uh, once in a while. That's only because I've been mm, snacking too much. Too much snacking makes tight sweatpants. Yeah, pants are getting tighter. You put the elastic in them, yes. I do need more elastic. But for the most part, I dress uh, like I do every day. And the truth is, the the way I'm dressed now is, is really the reason I got into radio in the first place. I was going to be either a, cer- a certified public accountant, a CPA, or broadcasting. I was accepted by both schools, uh, Bentley School of Accounting uh, and Leland Power School of Radio, TV, and Theater. In Boston, same time, I applied to both, got accepted by both. And the reason I decided to do radio is that I thought, as an accountant, I would have to dress up every day. Probably a coat and tie, and I did not want to do that. Well, we are the kings of casual. Yeah, yeah, radio, uh, not television. They got to dress up because they got to look purdy. But we don't. We have to sound purdy, but we don't have to look purdy. Uh, so that's the way it is. We just uh, do it. We just do it because we like to look purdy. We like to. We I, I like to look good in front of you guys. Yeah, same you here. Know? Well, you yeah, have really. to be comfortable. Yeah, you do have to be comfortable in radio. Uh, I don't know anybody in radio that wears a coat and tie to work. Never have. Never have. <laughs> They tried to do that in Hartford once, and it lasted about a WDRC. That lasted about a week before they finally <laughs> <laughs> gave up with it. And what I did is I was doing mornings, 5 to 10. So from 5 until 8, I had my coat, uh, I had my coat off, I had my tie off. And during the 8 o'clock news, I, I put my tie back on, put my coat back on for an, uh, for a couple hours. That was the for way appearances. Worked. Exactly. Let's go to line one. This will be Bill in Eden. Bill, you're on WBEN. Hey, good morning, Sandy. I remember diagramming sentences in grade school too. Oh, sure. Well, they made us all do it. We have a, absolutely we have to diagram a Joe Biden sentence and see how that goes. Oh man, that would be a crazy diagram. I heard a soundbite. I don't know how old it was. They just played it for effect. It was totally incoherent. It was like he was given some kind of mind-altering drug. None of the words went together. None of the sentences went together. Something else. What's going on, Bill? Yeah, the best way to do that would probably be to have, like, uh, bubbles that you'd blow, little bubbles floating around in the air, and they would... (laughs) Yeah. The vaccine, Sandy. Um, Let's say they actually came out with a safe vaccine today, and we all got it. I think it would still take at least six weeks to develop immunity to this thing. 
So that's like another month and a half, and it might even take up to 12 weeks. So there's that to keep in mind. What's going, what's going to take time is in between the ears. <laughs> uh, the the doctors are going to have to come out and say it is safe, but use the, the doctors will be the most conservative ones. Even then, they'll say, uh, be practical, be realistic, don't take any chances, but otherwise resume your normal life. Uh, the doctors will never, never be on the edge of, yeah, you can go out there now, and they'll always be like that, and I'm glad they're like that. And then it's up to you to decide uh, what to do or not to do. The other thing I was thinking of was, like, with borders. Let's say everyone in the United States, all of our disease may went its course, and we're all safe at the moment. Maybe the best thing to do if it's still raging in the world would be like, okay, you want to go to Bermuda or you want to go to Europe? Maybe when you come back, you automatically have to do an automatic quarantine to protect the rest of us. Yeah, like they used to do when people were applying for a citizenship, an entry into the country. Mm -hmm. uh, they had, they had uh, especially with, with certain diseases that we hadn't uh, conquered yet, they would have to be quarantined for a long time before they could come in. And now thinking of, of the wall and borders and things like that, uh, just simply uh, take away all the questions we used to ask. How about this? Uh, did they stay within six feet of each other? Probably not. And so it's something to think about. And uh, good. Yeah, go ahead. As far as doing things, I think, you know, the more outdoor activities, those would probably be safer than something inside, like going to a food festival or to some kind of like a baseball game or something like that. Food fest. I'm, I'm writing that down. That's a good point. Yeah, well, baseball here, they don't draw the crowds that they do in Major League Baseball. I would assume that anything where you're sitting right next to somebody, where you don't have much choice. And remember, uh, rooting for a team requires aspiration. you got to open your mouth. And when you're opening your mouth and you're yelling or you're screaming or you're rooting or you're singing, believe it or not, stuff comes out of your mouth all the time. And I think that either you're going to see a lot of people with masks on at the game mm -hmm. or you're not going to see a lot of people at the game. I, I don't see it being like it was. When Can it, you imagine somebody jumping on a table today? I don't think so. Yeah, you'll have to jump onto your burning tables one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm glad you're on your A game. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Really appreciate it. Uh, that was Bill in Eden. Let's take a break on News Radio 930 WBN. Uh, let's go to line two, Fred in New Mexico. It's always good to talk to Fred. What's on your mind today, Fred? Oh, I was thinking of uh, something that the previous caller had mentioned, uh, a, a people coming in. Uh, he made inference to it, but uh, I'm thinking about... Um, New, uh, New Mexico and Mexico. I mean, it doesn't take uh, anything to walk from one uh, country to another. Same as uh, this and Niagara Falls, Ontario, and Niagara Falls, New York. Yeah. Uh, there, there really isn't. So uh, unless you do have a, um, you know, a, medic, a, a shot that will... A vaccine, yeah. A vaccine that'll protect you. I wouldn't, um, I probably wouldn't go out. Well, let's see. I'm looking at the list. I think you maybe a restaurant or a theater or getting some, getting your hair cut. Well, as far as a haircut goes, I don't have to worry anymore than you do. You don't have much hair? 
<laughs> you know, people often try and imagine what the people on the radio look like. I always try and imagine what the callers look like. See, I assumed you uh, you had uh, not not shoulder length hair, but um, to the ears. You know what I mean? Basically, not not uh, not bald. <laughs> Hippie Fred, eh? Am I right? Am I right, Fred? No. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not good at this stuff. <laughs> Can I tell you? Well, anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. Being uh, being on a border state, uh, and those who want open borders, I wonder if they still want open borders now, where the people coming across, there's no telling if they have something or not. I mean, if we have it, they can have it. If they can have it, we can have it. But at least we're, we're taking precautions. They're just trying to get in here, and I'm sure they didn't practice the six-foot rule. Uh, that's for sure. All right. Thanks, Fred. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. That is Fred uh, from uh, New Mexico. Let's see. Yeah, we got time for uh, Mary in Lancaster. Hello, Mary. You're on WBEN. Hello. Uh, Mary's on line three. Oh, Mary's not on line three. There's a dial tone on line three. Well, let's go to uh, line five, Ann in Buffalo. Well, we want to see how Ann's doing with this. Ann, you're on WBEN. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, all nestled in your home? I'm, I'm, very, I'm very well. The first place that a lot of this stuff I've said before, and, and, and I think you know me a lot now because I've talked to you a lot. <laughs> sure, yeah. I like what you say. That's why we look forward to your goals. I think that, as a matter of fact, I don't think I know for a fact I will go to church first. I will go to church and I will fall down on my face and thank God that he still keeps me and my family here and that we are safe. That's why I listed church as the first of the options. Right now, it depends on what religion, but... Uh, uh, most uh, churches are forgiving any obligation uh, to go to a, cer- a, a ceremony. A ceremony. Uh, I see Reverend Pridgen had some drive-through things from the car, uh, so there are ways to do it, but uh, fewer fewer people are doing it during this um, troubling time. Yeah, I think, and 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 another thing is, I uh, it breaks my heart that these people, you know, the people that has passed away. And it breaks my heart for their families. And I tell you why it breaks my heart. Because first of all, all of these so-called experts, it's just sad. And I don't even listen to it anymore. It's because they don't have a clue what it is. They don't know what it is. They, they, they have put the fear of God in people. They, yeah, they're ser- they're searching now. Uh, there's all ca- I, th- I I I think I saw 21 or 22 uh, clinical tests for different uh, combinations of different drugs, but they don't have it yet. And and uh, some people are saying until they do have it, until they actually have a vaccine, uh, a lot of people are not going to uh, stray very far from home. See that? See that's what? See that's what? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying right now. They have put the fear of God in them. And a few, hold on one minute. I I I would like to say this. This all of this stuff right here. I believe in Bible prophecy. I guess because 
I'm a Christian, and I do believe in Bible prophecy. Prophecy. I read my Bible. People has forgotten, not all, I can't say all, but the average one of them has forgotten. God is the author of all. I agree with you. I just hope you're not re- referencing end of days. No. Because it's certainly in some ways it looks like it, doesn't it? No, I'm not going I'm not going there yet, but the point being is if God if this world was so great and we wasn't so hateful and so spiteful and so sinful, I don't think a lot of this stuff would be happening. You know, we you have if you're if you are a believer, you trust God, you leave it alone, and you put it in God's hand, and everything will be all right. Because man can't fix anything. Man has no authority. Man has no power to do nothing but make a mess. And with this, you take care of yourself. And you be safe, and I love you dearly. I love you too. You'd have made a great preacher, and th- thank you very much. Yeah, she, <laughs> she would be a great preacher because she hits all the marks every single time. You totally believe her, and uh, she'd be excellent at that. Uh, let's see. You don't have time for another call right now, but let's see if we got a couple of Facebooks. Mr. Beamer, Mr. Joseph Beamer, what do you have? Yes, talking about once life returns, what will you do first? Ken says, even if it was over today and there was no more virus, I think, just like you, Sandy, I think it's going to take a long time for people to fully get over this and fully return without having the thought of a virus in the back of their mind. Absolutely true. It will go with you. Uh, You'll be thinking about it for a long time from now. And as I said, uh, let's see, today at uh, 1130, Andrew Cuomo's press conference, and yesterday... When they were talking about when will a virus, uh, when will we have a vaccine for the virus, uh, he was saying that the medical people are telling him six months to a year and a half. So six to 18 months. And a lot of people won't do uh, go back to normal until there is a virus, which would mean six to 18 months. So that's, that's remarkable thinking about it. How long has it been so far? Uh, how about three or four or four weeks? I mean, <laughs> so we may uh, be uh, dealing with this for some time. On News Radio 930 WB. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. 
And we are back with Beach and Company, and here's what we're talking about today. Yesterday, at the end of the press conference with Andrew Cuomo, it'll be on today at 11.30, by the way, a new one, uh, today's version of it. Uh, anyway, at the end, he said, uh, this is not going to be a just turn the switch on kind of end. Uh, it's going to be different. It's going to be gradual. And then he said that uh, uh, lots of people are not going to resume their normal life like it was before this virus until there's a vaccine for it. And the, the medical people are telling him a vaccine could be six months to a year and a half away. So I'm asking you, when you finally get the okay and the vaccine is there and you're going out the door, uh, what, will, uh, what will you do first? Go to church, Bill's game, Sabres game, concerts, restaurants, theaters, uh, get your hair done, uh, fast, uh, fast food joint. What are you going to do? 803-0930-1800-616-9236 and star 930. Mary is back. Let's go to Mary in Lancaster. You're on WBEN. Oh, now I here I'm here. Yeah, you're there, Mary. I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> she was lost, and now she's found. Uh, hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do first. Is uh, one of my favorite gospels is the the uh, the ten lepers. Okay. The church first, and say thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I would look forward to you know church services and and normal you know. Uh, get together just like being able to just you know go and visit a family friend or something like that or you know that's kind of stuff because uh everything else will just go I'll, people have to keep in perspective okay this is a country of volunteers and everything else so as far as businesses go people should you know if people are afraid or whatever they should start going in and start going back slowly by saying if you and like if someone wants to work, okay, if the company wants to open, people volunteer if they want to go back to work and, you know, screen and stuff, and they'll, you know, start start up slowly. But screen the people and let them volunteer if they want to go back to work. Let them. Let them volunteer. Well, I think you might, you might see that uh, if they want to open on a limited basis, oh. that everybody has to be checked before you can go to work. I don't think that's the worst idea. It would slow everything down and prop maybe – Potentially be a little bit dangerous, but I think it's a good idea. Like the governor was saying yesterday, like you don't just, or I, I can't remember if it was the president. I love that captain. The, the president's thing yesterday was wonderful. But uh, the, where you can't just flip a switch and you know, the power's off and then the, like your, your generator comes back on, like there's a power failure. You can't just turn anything back on because it'll just blow the whole system. So just gradually, you know, work in. You know, Plus, I'll tell you, if they turn it on too early. Yeah. Uh, if they're not, uh, you know, really diligent about this, and we get a second wave, that would be catastrophic. Right. And depending on, uh, like, um, what they're saying, too, about, like, the, the restaurants and stuff. Remember what I, I called yesterday about the, the vegetables, you know, and stuff like that? The farmers, why don't they, uh, these soup kitchens, I, I think there's a thing that they, they should start with these uh, food pantries. They narrow down the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, People that like these these certain zip codes, right? And what do what is the one thing that they uh, those people have in common? They all have high blood pressure and overweight, and you know the the, the, the and the the poor conditions, no medical conditions. So why don't they just instead of throwing out money and uh, and giving boxes of food? Sometimes I think they're they're killing these people with kindness. 
with these boxes they give, if people have high blood pressure and like you have uh, certain conditions, right, you can't eat certain foods, and here they give them a box of, you know, crackers and all these. Yeah, they don't know who's going to get them. I, I can understand the passionate side of wanting to feed a hungry person, uh, but sometimes if that's all they're eating, it can be dangerous. Hey, thanks, Mary. Good to have you back on the show. 803-0930-1-800-616-9236 and star 930. How about a, a Facebook or two for us? Oh, Sandy, I would love to. We'll start with Colleen this time, who said the, f- the first three things she will do is hug everyone, go to church, and party at her cabin with the family. So she's going to hug everyone. So there goes the six-foot rule right there. So she's confident that when they say go ahead, it's go ahead. And I think there will always be people who will have different degrees of confidence in the go-ahead order. Uh, some will be very conservative. Some will be out the door, uh, outrunning Usain Bolt to the car. And <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Another one, please, Buzz. Yeah, we'll go with uh, John, who said, it, after all of this, once it's all said and done, it'll take a year before we all get together. But once we do, I have a feeling no one will take human contact for granted again. That's well said. Well said. If you did not hear it, uh, when it ran on Tom Bowerly's show and then in the morning news, a nurse called, and it was a so compelling call. Wow. She was talking about because they're not allowing visitors for people who are in there in the hospital with the virus, the family can't be with the person that's dying. And so the person is literally dying alone with the exception of uh, medical care. So it's probably like the nurse would be the, 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 most, the most obvious guess would be with the nurse, okay? So the nurse is the last person that the sick person sees before they pass on. And it's the thought of dying alone. Uh, I, I, don't, I think there's a lot of people who don't have a fear of dying, but don't particularly want to die alone. And, and so it was very compelling. If you did not hear it, I think it should win some kind of an award. If you did not hear it, uh, I'm sure it's on the WBN uh, Facebook page. I didn't look it up, but I, I would assume it would be because that's where we put uh, things we want to uh, uh, let you uh, uh, listen to again. So check that out. Oh, it's on? Uh, okay, thank you very much for that. Uh, all right, we'll take a break and then return on News Radio 930 WBEN. Tony was reading me one of the things off online. People can be very creative, especially when they're home. <laughs> they're not working. They don't know what to do. They're, they're in the house, so they come up with fun stuff. And some of this is funny. One of them says, uh, uh, let's see, regarding uh, Hugh Hefner. It says, Hugh Hefner made millions of dollars by staying in his house in his pajamas. It's not working out that way for me. So <laughs> I'm thinking, uh, get a hold of Barbie Benton. She's probably got the good parking spot at Wegmans by now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, things, things have changed. But we're asking you, what would you do first? Say it was another year or a year and a half before the vaccine shows up and you feel comfortable enough to go out. Would you go to church, a Bills game, a Sabres game, a concert? Uh, your favorite restaurant, how about getting your hair done? How about festivals? Food festival, that was the next one I was going to say, food festivals. Uh, A lot of things have been canceled. Now, they have not canceled uh, uh, Wing Fest, and uh, I heard him say that he was not going to do it unless he had to, 
even if they had to limit the amount of people that could be there at one time. So we'll see where that goes. But uh, the other ones uh, of note that we've noticed, I think most of them uh, have been canceled. Now, I haven't heard of Taste of Buffalo. I know they, I've heard them talk about Taste of Buffalo. Do you know, Tony? I haven't uh, noticed, but what about Hellenic Festival? I haven't heard that one yet. That's usually the first one, too, right. the Greek Greek Fest. Uh, uh, so uh, we'll see. But we got a lot of festivals here. And you know what else we have? We have a lot of concerts Yes. Uh, we have those Thursday night concerts. We've got uh, concerts here, there, a lot out at Six Flags. We're concerts up the uh, Yazoo, and uh, I assume most of them are going to take the uh, the gas pipe. Joe, have you heard on Taste? Uh, Taste of Buffalo, it, they're still, you know, looking it over, and they, they will not postpone. It'll happen that weekend or not at all. Now, Lou sounded like they were open to maybe a beginning of Fall Fest um, if they have to postpone. Oh, taste change, of Buff- yeah, change the position, but Taste, you're saying? Taste of Buffalo will be that weekend or not at all, but Hellenic, it, it, could, it could get moved to an early Fall Fest. All right, and, and we'll keep you informed of everything going on, but we, we want to know what you would go to first. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Roy in Boston. Roy, you're on WBEN. Good morning, Sandy. Hello, Roy. Thanks for holding. Uh, what do you have for us today? Well, I'd like to give uh, three facts about the manufacturing of vaccines in this country. Okay. Okay, on number one, in uh, January of 1979, the Federal Drug Administration approved the manufacturing of vaccines from an animal-based cell line to a human fetal cell line using aborted human uh, babies. Now, uh, human fetal cells are contaminated with human fetal DNA. Because this uh, fetal DNA cannot be eliminated during the uh, manufacturing purification process, it can reach high enough levels after vaccination to trigger autoimmune attacks, uh, especially in children because their immune system isn't fully developed. Now, even small amounts of uh, fetal DNA can trigger powerful autoimmune uh, responses. Now, take labor, for instance. Labor is triggered by fetal DNA from the baby building up in the, in the mother's bloodstream, resulting in a massive immune rejection of the baby. So what are, you, are you saying that uh, what they accepted uh, is dangerous uh, medicinally? Well, it, it could be because uh, okay. a, a buildup. All right. What, what is number two? Okay, well, uh, number two is... Uh, Aluminum is used as a component in many vaccines. Now, aluminum in a vaccine uh, is 100% absorbed, resulting in aluminum loading. Instead of the uh, neurotoxin being uh, excreted, it stays in, and builds up in the bones and organs, including the brain. Now, okay, are you, uh, are you in medicine? Is that what you do? I was wondering why you have uh, all of this knowledge. Well, no, my, my, uh, I'm not in medicine, but my wife... Uh, had, uh, was very knowledgeable in biology. She had three degrees from three different universities. Oh, really? Okay, give me number three, and then we got to go. Well, I, I just want to say, uh, since aluminum can penetrate the blood-brain barrier, it can cause severe, severe damage to the brain. So number three, uh, since 1980, there has been sustained increases in the rates of autism and other autoimmune diseases such as allergies, asthma, multiple sclerosis, and uh, pediatric inflammation bowel disease. Now, before this, autism was so rare, doctors did not even have a name for it. 
Now, one in 59 children have it. And uh, are you so? Are you saying that uh, because uh, of those side effects, that that was a dangerous, uh, uh, a, a dangerous uh, drug to put out and to accept by the FDA? Well, uh, there's a lot of uh, proof for it. You know, uh, uh, some deny it and, and some uh, say it's so because there's been a lot of articles and books written about this. Are you are you generally anti-vaccine or just this one because uh, it had dangerous uh, anti- antibodies in it? Well, I, I I really don't take any uh, vaccine. Position. Uh, All right. Well, give it. You gave us something to think about. Then, uh, thank you, Roy. Thank you very much. Uh, of course, there's always questions about medicines. And um, I, I, I can't verify what he said. I can't uh, deny what he said because I'm not a, a scientist. Uh, Mr. Beamer, you're, you're not a scientist, I assume? No, science was a, a weak point of mine in high school. Yeah, I didn't like science. I like math. I, I wasn't huge on science. Now, Bernadette was not only a woman of a particular set of skills. She was, watch my lips, head of the science club. Wow. Huh? Yeah. She's the one in the corner at the dance. And she's saying, Oh, I hope I, I hope Fabio comes over here and asks me to dance. <laughs> but if he wants to know, you know, uh, some progression of antelope, I can help or help him out. You, you know, it, it's funny. Like, I, I was awful at, at science, but one of my favorite teachers uh, from Amherst was Mr. Madden, who is a science teacher. Uh, he did the best. He tried his best with me, Sandy. Uh, but there's two problems with science class. Um, when you start getting the uh, the fire and stuff in front of you, it's yeah. no longer a class you can goof off in. And I was bad at it, so it had two negatives for me. Well, all I remember is the rotten egg smell uh, <laughs> when we would put uh, the two chemicals together. And that's all we did, just for fun, make uh, rotten egg smells. But none of us, none of us uh, followed a career in science. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Another one, please. We'll go with uh, Chuck this time, who says, "I cannot wait to see my daughter's son-in-law and grandkids. It has been too long." Now think about it like this. Uh, uh, yeah, graduations. They're, they're, they've canceled a lot, a lot of traditional graduations. And what about other things that they don't pay much attention to? Something close to my heart. My wedding. Now, Bernie and I started uh, to sit down and figure out how, how this was going to proceed and uh, decided to just wait until things clear up a little bit because we don't want to make uh, arrangements and this and that and have to change them. So we'll wait and, uh, and see. But uh, I know that Bernie's excited. Uh, I saw her on the front porch in a three-point stance toward the mailbox. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean you don't want to do a virtual uh, wedding? A, a virtual wedding. Yeah. yeah. We, could do, we could do a virtual wedding. Do it all on camera? Yeah, yeah. That would be kind of cool. Uh, then, you know, if you did a virtual wedding, you could invite everybody. And then we could all sit there in front of our cameras and throw up rice. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's, that's the way it would be. But seriously, uh, planning a wedding, uh, sometimes things have to be months and months in advance. So we didn't we didn't feel comfortable doing that. <clears throat> pardon me, right now because of the calendar. Uh, but believe me, we will get to it as soon as it is humanly possible. We want to hear from you if it is if the vaccine is another year uh, and a half to six months, six months to a year and a half away, and you you're really stuck in the house. I think people will be going uh, bat crazy. But what would you go to first? What would you do first if you thought it was safe? 
On News Radio 930, this is WBEN. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.